This is Jake McKinley, aka Skin, the owner of the Fresh Prince of Hell Air, the two-time Flog Champion, and you are now listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the great Flogcast Network. Your host speaking today, Jay Ruff in the house. And I am alongside with my buddy, Mr. TC. How's it going, TC? Mr. Ruff, it's uh, going pretty well. You know, uh, it's it's a special podcast today. I just want to let the viewers know that today is Mr. Justin Ruff's 30th birthday. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, I know. I'm the, I'm the very first one in our group yeah. who, who is no longer 20. That's uh, wild, so man. That is, it is wild, getting a little old, man. getting a little old but hey you are not old enough to play fantasy football so that is a plus yeah never too old you're never too never too old so um uh, appreciate that tc thank you so much um i i did wake up this morning uh right away and i had heartburn so it was (laughs) i was like oh i'm like oh great that makes sense yeah my back (laughs) hurt you know it was just not a good start, but you know, it is what it is. We all, we all knew we were going to do that. Get yep. Old. And now you're there. So You'll figure I'm it there. out. I'll figure it out. Well, Hey, thanks DC. Let's talk about some fantasy football. We do have some news before we do that. We'll talk about last night's game. Uh, uh, go over the waiver wire dudes and go over our flag matchups. Um, and <laughs> it's so funny, DC, every time it feels like every time I have you on here, we go over the NFL news, go over who is going to be missing or who's going to be uh, who's at, who has COVID and everything. It seems like every single time one of your players is on this list. And yeah, it's man. <laughs> McCaffrey going down is another big one with a shoulder injury. I think we already knew that, but news today that uh, Big Ben, one of your quarterbacks, is on the COVID reserve list. I guess he's... Uh, Vance McDonald, uh, well, he tested positive the other day, and Big Ben was sitting right next to him on the airplane ride home on Sunday. So he is he is uh, on the reserve list. Uh, so most likely he has it, but as of right now, he's on just on the reserve list. But Big Ben, one of your players, and McCaffrey, one of your players. Well, a shocker, shocker there. Yeah, man, I feel like this isn't even news to me anymore, so I just kind of take it in stride, and I'm right. like, oh, I got backups now. I got I got my backups on backups. So it's like, oh, well, with at least with Christian McCaff- McCaffrey, they say it's a, a mild AC joint sprain, which is a day-to-day, and I was talking to our resident expert, uh, Mr. Skinley Rappaport, and he said that a <laughs> mild AC joint sprain could be a one-to-two-week one week, uh, injury, kind of uh, the process of healing takes that long. So I have faith that, you know, he'll be back at least in two weeks. And luckily, my matchup is the way that it is this week. Otherwise, I'd be really into some some crap right now. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that on our regular TC Thursday game. And But, yeah, you got to, you got Scotty, <laughs> you got Scotty this week, and his, his lineup is going to look hideous. <laughs> uh, anyways, like I said, we'll talk about that on Thursday, so stay tuned then. Uh, we had a game last night. One of your, one of your team. I don't, I don't know why I said one of your team. It is your team. It's my uh, team. Your team played last night, not having the best year. TC, of course, you know that's that's expected 
because you've had Tom Brady for the last 50 years now. Uh, so it's a little bit different, a little bit different year for yourself as a Patriots fan. Uh, yeah. But they did end up winning last night. A very close one came down to a field goal kick, a 51 yarder to be exact. But they did escape. They were not the very first team to lose to the New York Jets. So that is a positive. Yeah, uh, when I think about this game, um, I'm, I'm not upset that we, we barely won. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm relieved a little bit, but okay, so I'm kind of upset that we did win because it's like, well, if we lose, then we just get better and better draft picks. And, and that's something the Patriots organization has been missing for so long. Now, you said that Tom Brady being gone doesn't help. Yeah, that doesn't help. We don't mm-hmm. have Julian Edelman. We have a bunch of dudes on our starting defensive, uh, uh, our, our starting defense that opted out from COVID. We got some injuries too. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of those years, you know, like everybody and every other NFL team has had those years. And it's weird saying that from, a, uh, from the Patriots fan perspective, but I think that I'll survive. And I think uh, Pat's nation will be able to survive and we'll rise up from the ashes that are this year. And heck, man, it's not like they're out of it. I mean, they, they are three and five. They got the Ravens who are pretty tough next week, but Texans and the Cardinals and the Chargers, all winnable games. So, you know, I think they're maybe I think it was better, you know, to win that game, I guess. But I think I don't think they're out of it by any means. No, no, I still see a path because, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can never count out the genius Bill Belichick. But I, I think most of it is just like understanding that after having 20 years of just dominating uh, success that you're going to have a year where, you know, and, and especially where these people that come in and out of the team are just getting older and they, you know, they get out of the league fast. It's like, you're going to churn of new players always coming in and, you know, there's got to be some kind of hiccup in the road. And I think that's right now. Right. Yep. For sure. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the box score. The stats from last night, Cam Newton, uh, he did put up a good fantasy game, also a pretty good uh, game without any touchdowns in the air, uh, which is uh, shocking. But he did have two on the ground. He ran the ball 10 times for 16 yards, two touchdowns, threw the ball 35 times, 27 completed for a total of 274 yards. So, again, not a bad game in fantasy and in real life. Uh, Damian Harris ran the ball 14 times for 71 yards, but I don't even think he's the – I think Burkhead looked better than Harris, to be honest with you. Um, Burkhead uh, ran the ball 12 times for 56 yards and one touchdown. I do believe Harris went out with an injury. Not sure exactly when he did. Do you know, TC? I can't remember. Uh, Um, No, because I ended up up just following it um, through my apps. Um, right. And then I didn't get a watch, but then I, I I remember just seeing him down, and I'm like, well, okay, right. And I have not uh, heard any word how what the status is with that injury, but keep your keep your uh, ears and eyes open for that. The the big story here for the Patriots is Mr. Jacoby Myers stepping up big. Uh, probably I think it's the second game in a row. Uh, having good, solid, fancy numbers this week was uh, definitely the best. Out of 14 targets, he caught 12 for a big total of 169 yards, no touchdowns. But he still, of course, was – I mean, he was definitely highly targeting this game. He was the go-to guy for Cam Newton. Yeah, um, honestly, Jacoby Myers has kind of been – he's been that nitty-gritty guy. And last year he was that. He was making some good plays. He wasn't – he wasn't the uh, the type of guy that just separates himself from the pack, but he was being very consistent with his skill level. And, and something that we've seen is just an improvement, a consistent improvement every 
every week, week in and week out. Um, and, 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 you know, it's starting to, he's starting to see the fruits of his labor. Um, so it's, I'm happy that he's out there and he had a good game. And it was awesome to see that. Now, of course, the Patriots are missing some of their top receivers in uh, Nikhil Harry and uh, uh, Elderman, of course. Uh, but Harris, and we'll talk about this in a little bit when we go over and discuss the waiver wire pickups, but uh, not Harris, I'm sorry. Uh, Myers is one of the go-to guys in that list. Uh, moving on to the Jets, uh, Flacco did the best he could. Uh, three touchdowns, one interception, 262 yards, only two running backs were involved in the running game. And, of course, that was the, the great Frank Gore, 12 carries, 46 yards, no touchdowns. And P. Ryan, six carries, 19 yards, no touchdowns. Of course, uh, I don't think anybody's uh, surprised there. Uh, but Perriman had a pretty good game, over 100 yards with two touchdowns. He is uh, finally uh, recovering from some injuries. So he was the go-to guy last night. Uh, he was targeted seven times. Mims, the rookie, is starting to get his groove on as well, uh, coming back from some injuries. He was targeted eight times, caught half of those for 62 yards. But the big thing here, Crowder, I think this is the first time that Crowder has played with both of those guys in there, with Perriman and Mims. So Crowder has mainly been the main guy seeing majority of these targets. That definitely was not the case last night, and those numbers definitely went down for Crowder. He only was targeted two times, caught them both, and one of them being a touchdown. I, I can't remember uh, – TC, was he on? Yeah, he was on your bench, so um, that's good there. But he was uh, – so he did give you 9.6 fantasy points on your bench. But are you concerned at all about those two coming in and just ruining Crowder's parade? Well, Crowder to me is more of a backup wide receiver right now because of I, I've got three solid uh, wide receiver ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it does – you know, it is something you have to think about now that if you have to put Crowder in, you have to understand that he might not be the go-to guy, but but also though he hasn't played. Uh, he's played five games this year, but he's caught three touchdowns in five games, and uh, he's had three games over a hundred yards. So he's, and that was with Sam Darnold. So he doesn't have the rapport with uh, Joe Flacco that he did with Sam Darnold, um, and that, I think that's a little more apparent here. But it's just something to keep an eye on and understand that there might not be a, a consistent Jameson Crowder with the rotation that's going on in the Jets. Right. And, you know, heck, and even just backing up Crowder here, I mean, he, he's played uh, five games and his lowest score was 8.3. And, uh, yeah, the touchdown definitely saved his butt last night uh, with only two catches and two targets. Uh, but 9.6 last night and uh, back in week six, he had 8.3, which was his lowest. So he's not having a bad fantasy year. Uh, but with those guys coming in, might mess up his his target uh, inventory. Um, let's move on uh, past the game from last night. Let's move on to the available waiver wire pickups. T- uh, TC, this was your idea moving this to uh, Tuesday. So good job for you. It was a genius idea. Normally, Thanks, Mr. We, Ruff. we've been <laughs> doing this on Thursday because our that's when our fa- uh, fab uh, pickups came through on Thursdays right before the game. Uh, so that's why we, st- we did that. But, you know, for our viewers out there, um, if you are one of our viewers, hopefully this helps you out. Let's go ahead and just go with the available quarterbacks, TC, 
Not a, a, not a lot of them. Just on top of our list, you got Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Nick Foles, Alex Smith, who is, is replacing Kyle Allen, and uh, Mr. Mr. Daniel Jones is, of course, in there as well. Any of those top five guys intriguing or anybody else on that list? I think uh, Derek Carr might be the best available on that list. He's ranked 17th. Um, the last few games – I guess his highest scoring game was week five against Kansas city. When they beat the chiefs, he had 26.9 points. Now he hasn't really been throwing that much week eight and week nine. Um, so it's, it's a little iffy about the consistency, but you know, once you get down to quarterbacks this late in the year, you're kind of seeing that the quarterbacks that are available on the waiver wire, aren't the best and most consistent quarterbacks. You're going to be wanting to play for uh, matchups here. Um, and he's playing Denver this week. So that's a pretty good matchup. They're 24th ranked against the QB fantasy wise. I look at Nick Foles um, and he's, he's had a little inconsistency issues as well. He wasn't scoring very high in the beginning. Now he's, you know, against Tennessee, that was his best game of the year. uh, Fantasy points wise, Uh, they go against Minnesota, which is 28th defensive rank against the QB. So either one of those is pretty solid. But what I really like is Alex Smith. Even though he came back first game, he threw three interceptions, but he had 325 yards and a touchdown. So I see that as a bright point. I think that going for, going forward, we don't have uh, as much information on Alex Smith. So that's somebody that you can keep an eye on. You might be able to stash, and he might knock the rust off in a few games, and then he just comes out slinging, and who knows, he could be a QB1 or QB2. Right, and heck with Alex Smith. If you look, and this is the time now, we're getting close to the end of the year of fantasy going towards the playoffs. This is the thing where you look ahead. If you're struggling grabbing a quarterback, you look ahead of other people's rosters. And just looking at Alex Smith next week or this week, they got Detroit, then Cincinnati, Cincinnati, and then Dallas. I mean, heck, man, Dallas. Sorry, my dog's going nuts. Dallas is not a good team defensively. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm hearing that. And that's something that could save you in your bye weeks. Um, and I know that. Uh, right, you know, week 10, Patrick Mahomes and Matt Ryan are both on by. So uh, those are two quality QB ones that someone's going to be looking for uh, a, a quick fix to to put in that position. And I think Alex Smith could be that. Right, right. I agree with you. And, and, and also another guy you got to keep your eye on, TC, is Mr. Jake Luton from the Jaguars. Um, heck, man, he, he did not have a bad game last week. He did have one interception replacing – Gardner Menchu, but did have over 300 yards, 22.3 fantasy points. No cupcake uh, the next couple weeks, uh, matchup-wise against uh, Green Bay and then Pittsburgh. But what do you think about this rookie? That's that's amazing to see, some, you know, like this kind of thing happen. Uh, and it's always lightning. And, and you know, he was, uh, what was he, the sixth-round draft pick for the yeah, like 189th mm-hmm. pick, and he comes in, they give him the start, and he balls out a little bit. That's just, like, great for his confidence. Um, it's obvious that he's got the capabilities. We're hoping he's not riding that uh, that beginner's luck high. And uh, just keep keep an eye on this guy because he could be, um, you know, down the stretch if he's got an, uh, a favorable matchup, and it's looking pretty rough except for maybe week 12 and week 13. But if you need somebody week 12, week week 13, take a look at him because that could be your guy, your savior. Right, absolutely. Let's move on to the running backs. 
Uh, just a, a few off the list that we have. J.D. McKissick, uh, Matt Breida, Malcolm Brown, Naheem Hines, Latavius Murray, and Rex Burkhead. Um, what do you think about that top five? Now, J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson have been, like, splitting all year, like carries. Mm-hmm. Um, but Antonio Gibson's obviously the number one there, and you can tell fantasy points-wise, in my opinion, that that's going to be a little more obvious. Um, but – with uh, Miles Gaskin out with that MCL sprain, he's on the IR right now. Matt Breida, uh, he was, you know, poised to take the, uh, you know, take the start, but his hamstring had ruled him out against the Cardinals. Turns out they didn't need him because Tua balled out. Um, most of these guys, and I'm looking down at Malcolm and Naeem and uh, Latavius, and I'm, I'm not like, it's hard to get a running back right now. All the good running backs and all the consistent running backs are kind of taken up right now. If I'm looking this way, I'm going to like look in like Latavius Murray because I'm an Alvin Kamara owner. Um, that's some kind of uh, handcuff you want. Uh, Rex Burkhead has really only had two games over seven points, and that was week three and then last night uh, against the Jets. So I don't see the consistency there. These are like your your uh, your your – Fantasy pickups that if you were just scraping the barrel because of COVID, because of injuries, and we we have seen teams like that. There are teams in our league that are like that, suffering mm-hmm. um, that you might have to just eat one and take one of these guys. And I don't think you can really go wrong with those top five guys that we listed. Heck, man! I tell you what, some of these, you know, a majority of leagues have these guys available, and some of these guys are, you know, possibly you got to check to see if some of the the injuries, the guys ahead of them if their injuries are, are bad or not, like we talked about with New England. Uh, Burkhead and, and waiting on Harris to see if he's injured. Uh, David Johnson in Houston, and that will uh, bump up Duke Johnson's status. I mean, heck, some of these guys you can go grab and just wait and see. And don't don't forget about uh, Jordan Wilkins out of, out of Indianapolis. And, um, and, heck, man, Wayne Gallman. Gallman. Is what they is what they say. The last three games, he's had a touchdown over ten points. I mean, of course, Freeman is returning this week, but heck, that might be some share time now there in New York. But some of those guys keep your eye on, and maybe not a bad idea snagging up. Yeah, that's a good point, Mister Russ. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, Richie James, uh, he is on top of the list. He, uh, of course, as we all know, on Thursday night, he went nuts with 28.9 fantasy points. Um, that might change now due to uh, uh, Brandon, are you coming back? Samuel might come back. Uh, and uh, Bourne, I'm not sure about Bourne yet. I think he was placed back on the IR, uh, not the IR, the, the COVID list. But T.Y. Hilton still available. Tim Patrick, Hunter Renfro, um, Josh Reynolds. And, of course, like we said, Jacoby Myers, top five guys on the wide receivers. Many more in our list. What do you think about this group? Yeah, Richie James had a, a fantasy, just a wonderful fantasy night. Nine for 184 and a touchdown, 28.9 points and a half PPR setting. Uh, this guy, he he could have made his mark for the team. And it's amazing to me that the San Francisco 49ers have been able to to get players like, like him in the game and be very useful when they've been just suffering COVID and injuries. And uh, at every turn, they just like are are losing more and more people. So it's just like, who do we go to? And to have like a consistent fantasy, uh, capable producing player 
and well, the thing is, we don't really know who it's going to be because of all the injuries. But just to have this guy come in and play the way he did, that's awesome. And I think that he's carved out himself a role in that offense and that we know that he's capable of doing that. So I think you keep an eye on him. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm steering clear T.Y. Hilton. I have been all year. He's not really been doing much. Uh, Tim Patrick's been pretty, pretty decent. Um, not the most consistent, but he has three touchdowns on the year. Uh, so he's more touchdown dependent. And if you can get that for him and put him in your flex, and I think you're going to be like, okay, he did what I needed him to do. And then I'm looking at Hunter Renfro, Josh Reynolds, and Jacoby Myers. And then even in Preston Williams, he, he, he's he been pretty decent in the touchdown category. He's got four touchdowns on the year as well. Um, Jacoby Myers, though, and we talked about him, 12 for 169, 22.9 fantasy points. Is the consistency there? Do we know that he is going to be consistently targeted as a number one uh, and get the volume that a number one receiver gets. I don't know. There's a question mark next to that because of the kind of run first scheme that the Patriots have had. So it, it could pay off for you. Right. And keep your, keep your eyes open for Preston Williams. Um, he is still considered day to day with that foot injury that uh, injured his foot in the second quarter, I do believe. Uh, so keep your eyes open there. But some other guys that I like, rookies, and I like those young rookie wide receivers, D.C. Uh, there's two of them here that I, I like. Uh, of course, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, he's been doing well. He still has not yet had a touchdown uh, this year, but uh, he did uh, as a second game back from missing like three games. And so he, he might not be a bad snag. And also uh, K.J. Amler, K.J. Hamler. Kind of in the same boat. That was his uh, third game back, and he's starting to turn it on a little bit. He uh, Six catches, 75 yards last week against Atlanta. Uh, he's starting to get his flow back on. So two young wide receivers um, there. Still available majority of the leagues. Moving on to the tight ends, Austin Hooper uh, coming back from an injury. Uh, he is available in lots of leagues. Eric Ebron, Jimmy Graham, Mike Jacecki, and Jarek Cook, top five available in our in our league. Uh, what do you think about these dudes? Uh, it's it's hard with the uh, with the tight end right now. It really is. Um, the inconsistency that we see it is probably greatest amongst the tight ends now. Uh, but but that's not to say that. You know, like players like Mike Jaziki couldn't blow up and score uh, 23 points and then, you know, lead your team to a win that week. I think of, of those, I really do like Eric Ebron, Jimmy Graham, and Jared Cook. I feel like they're the more consistent of the group. Uh, Jared Cook, you know, he's dealing with uh, Michael Thomas coming back, so he might see just a, a drop in targets a little bit. Uh, Eric Ebron's been pretty solid for Ben. He's got two touchdowns in the past, two, oh, a touchdown each of the last two games. So that's pretty nice to see there. Um, but, you know, most most people right now already have their tight end set, and you really the only reason that anybody's going to go out and kind of draft a, or a pick up a tight end is because of waiver wire pickups and buys. So mm-hmm. just look for matchups here. Eric Ebert against Cincinnati, that's a great matchup. We don't really know about Gusecki. He's facing the Chargers and they're the 25th, 25th ranked opponent against the tight end. Um, but Jared Cook's going against San Francisco, which is the sixth-ranked tight end, and I could see, I could see him getting a touchdown because it, with Drew Brees' offense, you never know who's going to get the touchdown. He had completed passes to twelve different receivers uh, on Sunday, so you know how that goes. Right, right. Yep, I agree with you. All right, TC, that pretty much wraps up the uh, 
available dudes in a waiver wire we will take a quick timeout break and go on to the flat the flag flog matchups from uh week nine all right tc let's do it all right i'll be right back are you having troubles finding someone you trust to marry you and your loved one Weddings are a magical experience, whether you are looking for a dream wedding or a quick legal I do or anything in between, Marry You Now is here for you. Mr. Scott Good offers religious and non-religious services in the Pulaski County and surrounding areas, including most of the state of Indiana. So please go to MarryYouNow.com and Mr. Scott Good will provide the needs for you and your loved ones now. All righty, welcome back. All right, TC. Um, not uh, not a, a very good week when it comes to close matchups this week in our league. Uh, lots of blowouts. And this is go ahead and start with yours. You uh, were involved in a blowout on the good end, on the good side. You destroyed our defending champion, uh, the, the Savage Patch Kids, defeating the Blount Force, 177.3 to 136.6 not even close um like i said none of these were close at all i mean like going into last night's game or even sunday's sunday night's game i think it was all blowout there you had a pretty good performance from your overall team uh your quarterbacks did well and russell wilson 24.1 big ben he did lead the game a little bit but still gave you 28 points uh, fantasy-wise, uh, with over 300 yards and three touchdowns. I'm sure you really miss McCaffrey. Heck, uh, man, he gave you 32.1 fantasy points. And Keenan Allen did well for you for 20. Um, just overall, great game for you, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey coming back is just so I, – I can't say enough how happy I am. The only thing that's disappointing is I put Corey Davis in and he got a big fat zero. I could have mm-hmm. put Crowder in or Beasley, really – um, but the game wasn't close enough to that to make a difference. And either way, they were none of them were going to score over 10 points if you look at my bench, so I'm okay with that. Right, yeah, of course, like you said, no catches for uh, Corey Davis. And I also liked, uh, even with Antonio Gibson having a fumble and only 20 yards, he's a good flex play with 11 points. Your defense did well with a touchdown, interception, and fumble recovery uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, 13 points for you there. Uh, with On the Q's side, uh, he, I mean, heck, he didn't have a bad performance with his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, 32.9. Uh, Lamar Jackson, only 18.6. What really hurt uh, Q was Justin uh, Jackson going down, only playing three snaps. Big goose egg from him. That was not good. Mark Andrews. Um, heck, man, just asking you, TC. Mark Andrews, what does he do with Mark Andrews? He has not had a good game. I think, uh, I think it's uh, the last three weeks. Last three games, he has had under five points. The guy who's supposed to be a top five uh, tight end is definitely slipping through the cracks here. Yeah, uh, he's only had three three games where he scored touchdowns. Only three games where he scored above four point seven points. That's inconsistent. Um, he's not the red zone target that we that he once was. So yeah, that's you, you almost have to start streaming uh, tight ends at this point if 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 he continues to play like that. 
Right, and he does have no tight ends on his bench. So he might have to – I mean, heck, it might be a thing because he loves that connection with Lamar Jackson, him having LJ there. Um, he just wanted to just bite the bullet and keep going. Um, but I, I don't uh, – right now, three weeks in a row, having under five points, that's not good. Um, and just and also on his, on his list, uh, uh, Claypool didn't do bad. 11.3 stuff on Diggs did work. 16.3 have PPR and DK Metcalf. 20.3 the positive spots uh for mr q but just overall he did have cd lamb on the bench with 13.1 and also he had curtis samuel on the bench back-to-back weeks he is on the bench for q nine catches 105 yards and a touchdown 22.3 fancy points um you see him not not benching him this week he shouldn't um at the rate this is going he's he's honestly that every down kind of player he's a utility guy and in the past three weeks we've he's been proven to be that especially with dj Moore kind of lacking in the situations uh that he is but you know curse Samuel can run the ball he can catch the ball and even with christian mccaffrey coming in he was the second best offensive weapon and and i gotta say the carolina panthers are really starting to surprise people right now they are really getting it together mm-hmm. that was a real good game against kansas city well heck man they like you said and they didn't do this last year with Curtis Samuel. They're using Curtis Samuel very wisely. They are they're using him like with the, in the run game and the in the throw game and using his speed to everyone's advantage. I mean, he's doing very well, and they're using him pretty good, which I don't believe they used um, used him in that way last year. So uh, good for Carolina to figure that out. Let's move on to the next matchup. Another big blowout. Uh, and myself was in this one on the opposite end of UTC. The Magic Skull Bus just freaking demolished me 214.5 to 141.2. Uh, Keegan Scott had the highest score of the week in the flog. Um, another week over 200 points. Um, just just overall, just a great game. Everybody went nuts for uh, Keegan Scott's team, and except for Hunter Henry, the tight end. Everybody else, and of course his defense and kicker, but everybody else had over ten points. Um, even Aaron Rodgers, a bad game, gave him ten point four uh, fantasy points. So, Aaron Jones. What I say, Aaron Rodgers. You said Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Jones. Sorry, different Aaron on the Packers team. Yep, Aaron Aaron Jones. Sorry, but yeah, he uh, he only had ten point four, but it didn't it didn't matter. Uh, he <laughs> with his quarterbacks, uh, Kirk Cousins twenty three point eight, Deshaun Watson twenty six point two. He just inherited Watson uh, and uh, uh, inherited Watson and Julio Jones' recent trade made from uh, the struggling uh, Jacob McKinley. But what do you think about? Uh, Keegan's team. Yeah, Keegan's team is poised for a deep, uh, deep run in the playoffs. Um, he's got pretty much no weak spot except for the fact that he doesn't really have a tight end, a defense, uh, or and the kicker's not really a, a factor here, but he doesn't really have a tight end or a defense. Um, that's that's the only weak points I see. His flex are borderline. It's an RB1 and a wide receiver one. Like everybody that's on his team is an RB1 and a wide receiver one. And you can't really go wrong with that. And Kirk Cousins had a three touchdown game. We know that Deshaun Watson's balling out. So does he start Joe, Joe Burrow next week over Kirk Cousins? Or, you know, does he keep the Cousins in? Doesn't really yeah. matter. I think he's still going to put up a, a whole bunch of points. As of right now, I do believe he might have Joe Burrow in the lineup. Um, 
I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, and just like just looking at Keegan's bench is very scary. It's, he's got Chris Godwin, Jonathan Taylor, Hunt, uh, Daryl Anderson, and Shepard's been playing pretty well. And don't forget about Dallas Goddard. He is re- returning. Uh, so, heck, he might throw him in the lineup instead of Hunter Henry. Um, and, and they'll, you know, maybe see if Goddard can go back to his form. He did the first couple of weeks he played. Um, but yeah, Keegan, Keegan made some good moves, had a cough up a first rounder, a fourth rounder. And I do believe a 10th rounder for Watson and Julio Jones. Um, moving on to my matchup or my week or my lineup, uh, my quarterbacks just, you know, they are my heartbeats as of right now, Josh Allen with 39 points. And uh, Mr. Justin Herbert, 25.4. Everybody else, just not a good game. I had a good one from uh, Christian Kirk with 20.8. But not a good one for, like you mentioned, DJ Moore, 2.8. Hopkins did not do well with 4.5. Singletary is a freaking Dumbo butt with only 4.9. Fournette, heck, I'll take that 7.1 fantasy points with only one, uh, with zero yards on the run. Uh, just yeah, I scored 141.2, and I'm surprised they didn't have less than that. Yeah, rough week by the LeBron Kings. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't even know. Heck, Hugginson had 12.4. Um, but I do have Nick Chubb returning this week. I have Brandon Ayuk coming back. T. Higgins coming back from a bye. Even Kenyon Drake, I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, you're getting He's, some players back. Yeah, I'm getting some players back, and you know, heck, I, you know. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not too sad about it. I think you know I just have to win these last couple games, or at least have majority of these wins be uh, these matchups be wins for me, and I can maybe slide my little tushy in that playoffs. I'm not giving up, TC. I can do it. Well, I believe that you can believe, and I'm I'm <laughs> proud of you for that. Well, thank you, thank thank you for that. <laughs> Moving on to the next matchup. Uh, the hail to the Chiefs defeating Fresh Prince of Allaire. Shocker, shocker there. Uh, 172.1 to 136.7. Just another disgusting and hideous performance from the Toilet Bowl champion. Uh, <laughs> his quarterback, to me, heck, they didn't do well, they didn't do bad. Cam Newton, I guess, 24.4. Uh, but, um, Tannehill with only 16.5, so I guess that was a little disappointing. But he did not have a good performance for uh, uh, Connor, James Connor in Pittsburgh. Uh, going up against Dallas Cowboys, kind of a disappointment there. It's kind of is a small word. Only three fantasy points from him. A.J. Brown with only 4.6. Um, but everybody else had I mean, average performances uh, from Jake Sting. No, that's Antonio Brown only had 4.6. He started Antonio Brown and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, four for 101 in the touchdown. He got 18.1. Oh, yeah, you're right, man. I keep messing up all over the place. They, they got yeah. the same name. <laughs> yeah, these A. Browns, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, with Scotty's side, he's got the Chiefs. Uh, he had Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey all go off for more than 20 points. Um, when and, and, and really, in that game, it was all those three. That was basically it. And then uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he got that touchdown, but he's touchdown dependent in that game. If he didn't score that touchdown, he's he's a goose egg. Right. Yep, absolutely. Um, so what do you – real quick, and then we'll move on to Scotty's team. What do you think about uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Is he no longer 
uh, a, a starter material? Or do you still think he's a starter based on because he's on a weak team? Um, I mean, if you, it, it depends. It depends on who you have in your team. Um, on my team personally right now, if he was on my, te- my team, he wouldn't be a starter. He'd be on the bench. Um, but Fresh Pants of Elair, they kind of started trading players away. So he, you know, he already knows that he's headed for the toilet bowl, but he needs to kind of re- remain uh, some kind of vigilant so that he doesn't get last place. But, uh, you know, what last place might, be, might, might not be so bad because you get the first overall pick in the draft. Um, but I, I'm not really going to start him. I don't think he's been uh, running back one material except for week one. We all got on the hype train pretty fast, and then it's just been kind of mediocre since then. So n- you're not really missing out if you don't put him in your starting lineup. Right, absolutely. Let's move on. to Hail to the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes, Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, of course, shocker, all went nuts. Uh, 34.8 for Mahomes, 28.6 for Hill, 20, 20.9 for Kelsey. Um, he also had a good performance from Matt Ryan, uh, 25.2. And uh, uh, not a bad one from uh, DJ Chark. Connecting well with that rookie quarterback, 24.1 fantasy points. He did well. Uh, anybody else from Scotty's team uh, helped him out this week? Not really. Uh, it, it's it's really what you said. It's the Chiefs, and Matt Ryan, and DJ Chark. So he's got five players there that really uh, brought that all home for him and mm-hmm. really was the deciding factor. And really, actually, Chark's been struggling. It's been Ridley being that guy really helping him out. I mean, heck, if you just look at Scotty's, uh, his uh, his flex, is, his flex spot is just disgusting. With Philip Lindsay, uh, you know, yeah, he's good, but he's splitting time with MG. I mean, it's, and anybody on the Patriots team, no offense, Scotty, I mean, uh, TC, but it's just not a good start, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no um, consistency there. You never know right. who's going to be playing. And Marquise Brown, I'm still shocked that he's in Scotty's lineup. He's been disappointing. So. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't done anything, and I think he knows it too. He was already chirping off about that uh, from week eight that he wasn't getting any targets. Right, absolutely. Let's move on to the final matchup, TC. We got the Coon Squad going up against Terry's Terrorist. Terry's Terrorist pulled up an upset, making things more tighter here in the race, uh, defeating the Coon Squad 153.1 to 100 oh, uh, to 112.1. Um, very another low scoring week. For Connor Lindback, he moved to four and five. That pump, uh, bumped up Marcus to four and five as well. And I'm also four and five. So three teams right there, four and five. Uh, just other than for Connor, uh, Kyler Murray going nuts with 40 points. Uh, just nothing else stood out. I mean, heck, John John Brown was a good start for me. He had John Brown with 13.9. Chase Edmonds, 10 points. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., 11.8, got bailed out with a touchdown. Allen Robinson, 11.6. Those were average performances, but David, David Montgomery, 3.7, Poop Show. Hasty on Thursday, 2.3. Don't forget about Tom Brady. That was disgusting with 2.2. Uh, Big Gronk as well, 0.7. Uh, Adam Thielen, only two catches with 4.8. Just not a good week for Mr. Connor Limbeck. Yeah, that's that's a rough 
um, very rough for him. You know, we didn't know anything about the hasty situation being in the backfield, and McKinnon got the garbage time uh, touchdown there at the end of the game. Uh, but then you look at his bench. He's got Elliott, Cooper, Ertz, Eckler, uh, Barkley out with the ACL. Um, so a lot of his players – um, that he would be starting, they're just they, – he can't start them because, you know, Elliott and Cooper being on Dallas, they're just not very viable right now with playing with a fourth-string quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just hard to start, though. So he's dealing with, you know, a lot of uh, bad situations on his team, and it, it doesn't help when Tom Brady only comes out and puts up 2.2 points and throws three interceptions. And it was just a, a crap show, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Right, and with Marcus's team, his quarterbacks did well. He found a diamond in the rough, uh, not Justin Ruff, but just a regular rough, and, and Drew Locke with 31.1 fantasy points, and he also had Drew, Drew Brees with four touchdowns. Uh, so both of those guys did well. Todd Gurley, not a bad game with 12.5. Juju Smith-Schuster getting back on track with 18.3, um, and then pretty solid performances for Mike Williams, Darren Waller, um, Deontay Johnson, and Sanders all having 10-plus points. Um, Tyler Lockett was a little bit disappointing, but heck, he didn't need him. Um, what do you think about Marcus's crew? Marcus played his team the best of his ability, and you know a lot of his guys got touchdowns, and that's why Marcus walked away with this uh, win this week. Now he had Joe Mixon on by, Jared Goff on by, but at the same time, I don't know if Joe Mixon's going to do any better than what Kelly or Gurley did, so it doesn't really matter there. Um, Emmanuel Sanders coming back and getting that touchdown has been was really awesome for him as well. Uh, Darren Waller has been outstanding all year. He's been very consistent uh, for touchdown or for tight ends, as far as I would say. But I think Marcus had a pretty good week overall, and it's nice to see a you know like for him, I would imagine it's nice to come back with a W this week. Yeah, heck, and it was it was pretty bad at the beginning looking at Marcus's projection score, but then it kept getting higher and higher, uh, and then I'm sure he got happier and happier. And then seeing Connors kept going down and down, it's never a good feeling, believe me. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, that wraps up the 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 matchups from last week. Just looking at the standing standings real quick, TC. Uh, we got the Magic School Bus ranked number one right now. Uh, uh, Scotty Benzine. Six and three. I'm sorry, uh, King at six and three, and then Scotty Benzine also six and three, but he's in second. Yourself, TC, with a five and four record, uh, you are ranked third right now. And then Mr. Q Blount, the defending champion, uh, is in fourth place. That is the winner's bracket. Uh, Q is five and four. So the top four makes the winner's bracket. So right now that is the type top four. Uh, Marcus is in sixth. uh, I'm sorry. Connor's in fifth place with four and five. Marcus is in uh, sixth place, also four and five. And I am in seventh with a four and five record. And then rounded and all off is the, the defending toilet bowl champion with a two and seven record. He's in last place. So any, any shocker there with those standings or. No, and, uh, you know, once we get – we'll start – we'll talk about this a little more on Thursday, but, uh, you know, there's going to be some situations here, and we're very close, like the top four and even into the top six. Like the, the top the, – uh, like fifth and sixth place are only one game back from third and fourth place. Right. Absolutely. It's going to be exciting, TC. 
Uh, I think we will. We got uh, this is the final week, and well, heck, we'll talk about this next week. Uh, uh, next, I mean, this coming Thursday, but this is the final week to make our trades. Is that correct? Make trades this week if it's gonna oh, happen. Boy. It's gotta happen now. It's gotta happen now. Well, hey, TC, thank you so much. Uh, we will uh, bring you back on a couple more days for the great TC Thursday episode. You got any last words or comments? Nope. I just like I always say, you know, hit us up with questions for regarding trades. We'll do our best to answer and make sure you uh, tell your friends about us. All righty. Well, hey, TC, thanks again. Thanks for listening, everybody. You have a great Tuesday, and you have listened to the Flawcast now.